What's up, everybody? This is the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the recovering addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. All right, guys, we have our fan shout out of the week, and it's from Miss Amy. And she says, Your podcast has pretty much saved my marriage. My husband has fought his addiction for 15 years of our marriage, and we have gone through years of therapy, classes, and sem- seminars to no avail. But he has been sober four months now, and he constantly contributes a lot of that to your podcast. I just wanted to thank you and let you know. Awesome. That's, that's great. That's cool. We love it. Yeah. I, I I love that because I think there's just so, like, there's so much storytelling that takes place here in sharing our experience and sharing your experience. I think that's what people relate to. And I, and if we can help facilitate, like use that story to help facilitate healing, that's what we want. You know, I listen to that just, it makes my day. And, but, but one thing is I hear that and his, her husband's doing well. And, and, um, we we're we're important. We're awesome. We're whatever. We're great. Right. <laughs> Um, but really we're not that important when it comes to somebody's recovery because they go create that themselves. So, so they come and they, they use what we teach and they get educated and all that stuff, but then they actually go apply it to their life. And so that, that guy is the guy who really deserves the credit and we're just, we're just kind of part of the process for him. So absolutely agree. Um, I heard from a few women this week who had listened to the episode on how to start a hard conversation Mm -hmm. and they had hard conversations and they said it was awesome because I really felt like I had tools and like, this is exactly why we do the podcast. That's great. Awesome. Love it. So, um, we are going to talk about something that we've, we've kind of haven't really gotten directly like addressed it. Yeah. And it's such a huge topic and such an important topic that that it's long overdue. So, um, the gonna, moment you've all been waiting yeah, for. Yeah, get ready. <laughs> drum roll here. Um, we're we're talking about um, broken boundaries today. So the first thing we want to do is is really break down for you um, what it looks like to have boundaries broken and why when you're in a relationship with somebody struggling with addiction or a sex addiction or whatever, that the, why are those boundaries being broken? And... Um, Broken boundaries are are what create the crazy making, um, create the disconnection, the frustration, resentment, the resentment in the relationship. Um, and it, and I'll say this too from a from my perspective, having gone through all this stuff because I was that I was that guy for years. It compromised my ability to be safe and my ability to be trusted in Ashlyn's eyes. And I think that's I think that's a really important message for all the guys who are struggling or the, or the people who are struggling with addiction to realize is that. Breaking boundaries has has caused you to not have any trust or any safety for your partner. But but I wish it was that easy to say, hey, guys, breaking boundaries sucks, so don't do it anymore, <laughs> right? It um, really is yeah. the most – I think it's a tough subject to talk about because it's – there's so many parts of it. It's so complex. Yeah. And, and the, so the reason – let's jump right into this. Um, why does an addict break their spouse's boundaries? Why, why do they do that? There's a reason. that they, they know that breaking the boundaries doesn't ultimately end up with a healthy relationship, yet they continue to do that. Why? Why did you do that, Kobe? I, uh, I think um, 
I think I know for sure. I, I can't totally articulate, but what I can kind of say is is that I oftentimes would be hijacked by a myriad of emotions. I would be hijacked by resentment. And I want to be really clear. When I say hijacked, this is this is me really giving into Spike's narrative and then just just having a big case of the F. It's just saying whatever. I'm just going to get lost in this emotion that I'm feeling. But some of those emotions were resentment towards Ashlyn, which was totally unfounded. <laughs> How dare. Anyways, it was resentment. It was anger. It was blame. It was all of those things fall under the umbrella of shame, right? Of, of knowing that I was just totally betraying you, Ashlyn. And um, all of, I mean, really, um, shame was really the big perpetuator of of um, all those other emotions, which led to me to um, aggressively or passively or knowingly or unknowingly break boundaries. Okay, but uh, if that's true, and that's kind of the, the how. Like you use shame, you use resentment, and that's what, what gets you to go do that. That's a justification. Sure. But the why is 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 this, is you're, you're addicted you're, you're a junkie. Uh-huh. You're, this thing owns you. It controls you. You can't just be without it. You can't just turn it off, right? Agreed. And, but, but also, in order to be addicted, you also need a lot of denial. You, you use a lot of the stuff you just talked about, the uh-huh. shame, the blame, the resentment, all of this stuff. Um, your spouse probably, probably isn't okay with you being unfaithful, right? But you're addicted. So, so now you're left with, oh, shoot, Okay, I don't want my spouse to leave me. I don't want a divorce. I don't want those consequences. But I also can't just not be addicted. I mm-hmm. can't just stop this. So the answer here is I'll just bust through her boundaries. She'll get over it. She'll deal with it. She'll, she'll ignore ha- it. That's yeah, what I she'll do. She'll ignore it. She'll just kind of go in her own denial. And that way I can keep my addiction and I can keep my relationship at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right? you want both. You want your cake and yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 that's totally me describing that. That was entirely me. If the spouse can take the brunt of me breaking her boundaries, then I can I can have both, right? But and that's not what I'm consciously saying. No. But that's every bit of what I'm well, I'm subconsciously doing. That goes both ways. The betrayed is not saying, "Hey, you can have both." But yet, that's what we're doing. It, that isn't that a good point, right? The yeah. betrayed that is interesting, and, and that's the whole point of a broken boundary is. The, but the, the betrayed isn't okay with it. And that's why it leads to anxiety, depression, um, resentment, and just, just overall disconnection from the betrayed side because she's not being able to be her in the relationship and to, to be real because she needs to give up her self-respect and her truths in order to keep her marriage alive, right? And so to kind of get under this a little bit, I think we need to understand what a, ba- a boundary is. Okay. Um, with, you know, a, a, a lot of times boundaries are looked at as um, a way to just protect yourself, put up a wall and say, this is, this is what works and this is what doesn't work for me, right? And um, it's a little bit more than that. Uh, your boundaries are healthy expressions of you. Your boundaries are you being authentic, um, you being vulnerable, and so boundaries is such a big topic because it's learning how to be authentic in your relationship. That's pretty important. Which for most of us, we aren't. We aren't. Auth- you, you we get- aren't. And it, and it takes a lot of effort and work to say, okay, this really is the authentic 
me. We care more about keeping the relationship happy and intact than we do about our own truths, right? right. So your boundaries are, are, are founded in, in those truths. In, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask people, they'll say, well, he broke my boundary. And I'll say, well, what is your boundary? Well, I don't know. You know, like I, a rule. As, yeah, as it was, often a, it was a rule that I had. He he was supposed to do this and he didn't do that. And I'll say, well, what was your boundary? Well, he didn't do it. And I'll say, well, what's your boundary? And 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 I'll drill down with them to I need somebody that I can trust in my marriage. I need a, a partner who's trustworthy. There's your boundary. Right. Right. I need honesty and all that. I need honesty. Yeah. I, I need think th- that these are words, Brandon. Th- th- it's really interesting. You're talking about this, and the word that keeps coming back to my mind is is um, is principles. Like I'm yeah. going to live my life according to these principles right here, which are the same thing. Which are which and, and principles are are an individual's truth. They're what an individual values. Yes. And it's it's what they can live their life against. And I want to just really say this because this is this is this was who I used to be. I was the guy who didn't have any principles against which to live my life. Right. I didn't live. I didn't have any principles. When I was in another continent, I didn't have principles that guided me right. to, to, to be worthy of being safe in Ashlyn's eyes or to have her trust. So for Ashlyn to keep your marriage together, she had to give up her principles. Yes. And not be principled herself so that – so because you you didn't – you weren't respecting your own principles and you were breaking hers, right? I didn't even have, I honestly couldn't, if you would have asked me like what principles I live my life against, I wouldn't have, I would have like been like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, right. what, what, have, like outside um, church answers, I would say. I, I, I don't he do drugs. Like he had a really good principled life. Sure. Yeah. Right. But, but the truth is, is I, as I totally didn't. And I can say now that we live a life that is driven by principles that bind us and that also help me to be safe. And so what we're going to talk about is going to help you understand exactly how to say, this is the principle that I'm going to guide my life with. It, you, you see such a shift in, in a relationship when, when a guy who's getting in recovery goes from like really trying to be able to break his partner's boundaries because he needs to, because he has to, you know, break them in order to to actually supporting her and valuing and loving that she is boundaried, and and when he sh- when he makes that shift, um, what he's saying is I'm choosing you over my addiction. Like I want if I go and cheat on you and I go have sex with another woman, I want you to leave me. I, I would that, that I want that. Yeah, I thought that I want you to be I, I want you to be boundaried within yourself and love yourself enough to actually live live that boundary. Right, and the boundary is: I value fidelity, I value trust, I value love in our relationship. I need that honesty. Right? Honesty. So let's so let's use your go to Europe example, mm-hmm. right? So, and this is why, by the way, you guys, this is why I love Ashton and Kobe because we can talk about these experiences, and and I'm sure they trigger some things and bring stuff up, but you guys can do it anyway. So totally um, for sure. And I will say we're we're pretty far out, and so the fact that we're not emotional doesn't mean it wasn't emotional. Right, at the We're time. We're just not there anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. So you go, um, you go over to Europe, you um, you masturbate, look at porn, mm-hmm. um, you don't, you, you omit, you just don't tell Ashlyn, mm-hmm. or she asks you how you're doing, and you say fine, and, 
and you, you just kind of get through the trip, but you just you just indulge, you just binge out. Totally while you're there. Totally. Okay? So then you get home, and um, and you're distant from her. Um, you're kind of uh, gaslighting. You're disconnecting. You're you're just you're putting on this thing where you don't want her to get too close. So you're you're making her feel crazy. You're crazy making. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're vulnerable and you don't want her to really know what's gone on, right? Yeah. So, okay, let's stop there for a second. Look how many boundaries have been broken already, okay? Like if we were to look at your truth for a second, Ashlyn, um, what are some boundaries that have really been broken? Commitment. Yeah, okay, he's not committed to you, okay? Uh, loyalty. He's, he's not being loyal, yeah. Honesty. Yeah. So you guys listen to what she's saying. She's talking about principles, of truth, right? Okay. Honesty, loyalty, commitment, fidelity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And safety. I yeah. I didn't feel safe a lot when well, during that. Mm-hmm. He's manipulating and turning the tables and and just kind of crazy making. So he's not respect. There's another one. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So just in this one little scenario here, there's multiple boundaries of yours that are that are being broken. Which right? I will tell you this, most people, when you think of a boundary, in that whole scenario, what you would say is he broke a boundary because he masturbated and he looked at porn. Right. Right? Right. That That's what we hear is the broken boundary is the masturbation look at porn. I, I, I was uh, I, I was doing a, a group years ago and this, this lady was – started. I, I might have shared this story on the podcast before – she started kind of crying, and she's like, everybody thinks I'm stupid for staying with my husband. And uh, I said, well, why are you staying? And she said, well, because I want to. And, and he had cheated on her. And she said, I said my boundary was if he cheated, I'd be done, right? And, and I, started, I started kind of drilling down with her. I said, what's your boundary? Like, what is it really? And she's like, well, I need fidelity and I need safety and I need trust. And right now he's he's humble. He's he he checked himself into treatment. Um, he's he's like very attentive and holding my pain and all these things. Now on the outside, everybody's saying you should divorce this guy because you said that that was your boundary. But her boundary is actually being kept by this guy now, right? Where he's like being being pretty faithful to her and working his recovery. She's right? also holding the boundary, and <laughs> she's holding to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But and and she's not just automatically divorcing him because it's what she should do. She's staying true to herself. Yeah, right? I mean, raise your hand if you ever said, "If my husband did that, I would leave." Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of us have. Right. But and then we don't. Right. But you know what, Ashlyn? If you were my client. And let's say Kobe never worked recovery and he and you came in because you're depressed and you're just spent. You're just you feel crazy. Um, I would I'd get down to your boundaries and you'd see like, you know what? I'm not being true to myself. Um, He's not working recovery. He's all, all those loyalty, commitment, respect. All those things are constantly being broken. Right. Yeah. And and you'd have to look at it and say, you know what? Either he's going to choose to respect those things about me and love me because my boundaries are me or, or I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to live a boundary. I'm going to have to hold a boundary. Right. So it's interesting thinking back on this. I would oftentimes come home from a trip. I would, most of the time I always had to have like that one hard conversation, like, 
I messed up. And it was always a phone call, like not at all vulnerable, connected. Like, it was, it was like, like super quick. It was dutiful. Yeah. I didn't uh-huh. want to know details. Right. Just like, just stop. Yeah, right. I don't want to. Yeah, and I would, I, I would want, not want to go into details. And I would oftentimes um, call in the middle of meetings, or I would call right before a meeting would start, or right when I was right ready to go into a you dinner. That episode of how to start a hard conversation. Oh man, yeah. for sure. And and I would just like, I would be gut wrenched to even say it. But once I said it, it, was like, okay, this is like the blanket disclosure that covers like all of the ways that I was, th- that I had acted out. <laughs> Right. But then going home, there was still like the iciness of like, okay, yeah, you acted out. Glad you're home, but kind of icy and, and just, there was just obvious disconnection. Right. Right. Well, I remember in really tough years in like, oh, seven, oh, eight, et cetera. Um, before Lucy came, I would really throw you under the bus with your mean, your, your mean, and you're, and, and, and we, we've, we've referenced this at, at different times with, you were just acting out in betrayal trauma for sure. But to speak to the gaslighting part of all this stuff and the role that I played, right. I certainly took the focus of my acting out for my trip and I absolutely turned it on you right. to the extent of making this about how crazy and how, or no, not crazy, but how mean you were. And that was like the crazy making, right? The gaslighting was me just saying, you're you're mean and that's what led to i think going to therapy for the for the first time right was she's mean she's mean and then it's like well why you mean why you mean anyways so that was a constant theme for us the end result was kobe actually she's not that mean (laughs) (laughs) but but you're a douche (laughs) go get help actually this is anyways you bring up a really good point kobe and and i think that's it's pretty self-reflective for you to say that but but the kind of what i'm getting from it is you know, if there's if there's bet- people who have been betrayed out there and they're feeling like, gosh, I, d- I do feel crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel manipulated. I I don't trust. There's not safety. I and, and you might not be able to pinpoint exactly what has happened. So you can say, look, you broke my boundary when you did that. Right. Right. You can still you still have broken boundaries. You still have you're, you're living in a relationship that's that's not safe, um, that you don't have respect, that you don't like that. There's still broken boundaries, even if you can't pinpoint exactly what's happening for sure, because, because the addict will be so subtle and, and skilled in their, in their manipulations Mm -hmm. and in their breaking of those boundaries. And and I'm not saying this saying addicts are horrible, but it kind of comes off. But addicts are addicts. Yeah. It comes automatic to, to, to keep because they're, they're trying to juggle that. Like I, I don't want the consequences of, of acting out. <laughs> totally I, me. Right? That was exactly, exactly me. And I will tell you, this is just you articulating this, Brendan. This is what that looked like for me in real life. I would come home. We knew I had messed up. And I would uh, just tell for one, I messed up for multiple, multiple relapses or binges. Okay. Right. And, and I would come home and I would be like, I've already in my head. Okay. I've already disclosed. It's done. We're not going to go back and revisit it. And I would just be quiet about it. And it would be icy, right? And then by, and, and just, this is kind of a repeat, but I, but I want to be really clear. I would not, I would intentionally avoid the whole conversation. So it was really kind of a battle of attrition until we had another conversation about it in which Ashlyn, and the way it came up is when Ashlyn would say, would, would just out of probably exasperation, bless your heart, of just like, I'm so tired 
of this. I'm tired of this betrayal. In which case, I would just, I would literally just wait for you to say something, and then I would turn that conversation about my relapse to attack your, her, to right. exactly to paint the picture that you're mean. And it actually was never a conversation; it was always a fight. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. We skipped all the conversation yes, stuff, right? There was no conversation. Right. But it would, but it would go from nothing to like this huge blow up. And then after the blow and I up, I had no idea the whole boundary. Like I just, I didn't understand. And and I, we say this a lot of getting yeah. educated in order right. to heal. And this is one of the major, major things that for me, when I became educated on boundaries, I started to own who I was and be me, be more compassionate, yes. be more loving to me and to others, um, but not so sweet. And so. Yeah getting walked over and all of those things, right? Yeah. When you're empowered um, and, and you, you get clear as to who you are and what your boundaries are, then you can be a lot more loving. Um, you can be a lot more compassionate. Um, you, you can't have empathy for somebody unless you have boundaries. It, it, it won't happen because you won't get vulnerable. And so um, if you're boundaried and you know that you can, you, you can live those boundaries – then you can connect to somebody's pain, even if that pain is 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 scary to you. Mm-hmm. You can still connect to their pain, yeah. right? So boundaries are 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 critical for they're everything when it comes to connection. Yeah. Um, and 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 boundaries, a health a person with really healthy boundaries won't stay in a relationship with an with an addict who is not working recovery. Yeah. It won't happen. And so the healthier uh, the betrayed gets or the betrayed partner gets um, in their boundaries, if the addict isn't working his recovery, then their boundaries will actually destroy the relationship. Yeah. But their boundaries are destroying a crappy relationship that's, that's that needs to die anyways. to give up themselves, right? And, and really, it's, it's not them destroying the relationship it's the addict saying i love the addiction more than i love you and and there and 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 the boundary partner is getting honest with themselves about that and willing to to live those boundaries and move forward right rather than just stay in the misery of a, a relationship with no boundaries i think that one of the things that just really resonated with me with what you said brandon did i can think back and know for sure when is the part when you said the people who are bounded are the ones who can who can really have empathy Right, mm-hmm. I didn't have boundaries, but the thing that I think one of the big obstacles for me in getting to empathy was I was in shame and I had resentment, and I can't be if I'm boundaried. I can live without resentment. I might be uncomfortable, but I can live without resentment. Totally right. Yes, but but if I am not boundaried, which I wasn't, and Ashlyn would try to try to be boundaried as well, I would have resentment towards her, and that it was like closing a the door to empathy off. Yes. And all of a sudden I was staring at this huge wall. I didn't know it, yes. but this huge wall of resentment about Ashland's boundaries because I wasn't boundary tonight. And, and, and that kept me, that resentment kept me from ever seeing Ashland's pain from putting myself in her shoes to see and feel what, what it was like to be in her shoes. So we talk a lot about not playing the victim and, you know, ha- like knowing what's in your control and what's not in your control and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, if if you have a lot of resentment toward your spouse, then you are lacking some healthy boundaries. Okay, and so the, it's easier to sit in a victim stance and say they're bad and they break my boundaries, and if they change, then I'd be happy. 
Mm-hmm. But if you're resenting and you're sitting in that resentment, then you are not being honest in the relationship fully. Um, you're not addressing some things and you're not being empowered um, with your boundaries. And that could be out of ignorance right? for not knowing what, what boundaries are. Is that correct? Sure. Yeah. That's how it was for me. I had a lot of resentment for a lot of people, not just Kobe. But once I learned all of these um, tools, it was like, oh, it's actually me. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, though, Ashlyn, like um, being boundaried and, and having boundaries in a relationship. If you go from a place where, where you are codependent and you give up your truths, it's scary to start to have boundaries. It's not easy. There's fear there. There's courage that it takes in order to have boundaries. I think courage is absolutely the right word. Yeah. And so you have to keep practicing it. You got to practice it. You got to realize you're not going to die. If you actually <laughs> live some some boundaries, um, boundaries are not about control in any way. Right. Not, about, not, not about they're not punitive in no, nature. Either. Not at all. They're they're a vulnerable expression of you. It's not a punishment. It's, it's something formed, I think, in compassion. Absolutely. Right. And I think if it if you can if you figure out what your boundaries are and you realize they're they sound more like a rule or like this is what you're gonna this Have is what's to gonna happen right. It's not a boundary. Then it's, it's not a boundary. No. It's your boundary is 100% yours. It has nothing to do with the other person. One, yeah. one thing I wanted to share, my friend who um, has been my shame partner for years, she texted me today on the way here and was saying, hey, I know you can appreciate this. I held a boundary. I'm so proud. And she told me what she did. So if that's what it hel- like helps you to, to start moving forward and be more boundaried, share it with whoever would understand oh, and, and be proud of you. Yeah, support system is huge in starting to actually live boundaries. Is to call somebody and say, I know that I'm going crazy here and I'm resentful and I'm anxious about this thing and I need to speak vulnerably and honestly and have a boundary here. I'm going to call you up and say, please tell me this is okay. <laughs> like, just tell me, like, I'm spot, I can do this, right? It's really important. So I, I, I think that we've, I think mean, we've been able to share, I think, a number of experiences and just kind of articulate boundaries generally speaking but i also want to i want to make sure that it's really clear once boundaries are set what that actually feels like because i want i want each of you who are listening right now to walk away with like wow i can actually life is possible to have this kind of empathy for my partner oh this kind of hope this kind of love this kind of deeper love right and this kind of peace. I might be uncomfortable moments, but I can have a deeper sense of peace as I'm boundaried. And I'll tell you, one of the things that one of the things that I've learned to value the most is to is to be safe and trusted with you. And that means for me that I let go of the things that I hated about myself. I let go of the the methods and the tools that I used to act out. And what I get in return is I can look into your eyes and I really feel love. There's no walls of resentment. There's no walls of anger or frustration or shame. There's like real legit connection for me in in looking you in your eyes I can I can go to bed at night feeling at peace. And I can also feel like like all the stuff living a principled life, living a boundary life for me means that I have the confidence 
and the self-worth that's associated with living a principled life that contains boundaries to keep me from behaviors that destroyed everything we had. So as, as scary as boundaries might seem, I just want, if you're the betrayed listening to this, it is possible for you to live with hope. And if you are the, if you struggle right now, it's important that you know, it's scary to just live without it. The peace that comes from living boundaries is immeasurable. So it's possible to change. And if you do not think it is, I want you to trust me. 31 years of just living in oblivion. It's possible for me. And that's where I was. But this is where I am now. I want you to come with us on this journey because it's possible. I, uh, Kobe, I really appreciate that. And I, I work with guys all the time and trying to help them hold their wife's pain and... Um, they're, you know, they're, they're saying, well, she does this to me and she does that. And she, and, um, the fact of the matter is if, if they know who they are and if they have their boundaries, then they can hold her pain. And in holding her pain, there's a level of intimacy that happens and trust that starts to get recreated even after betrayal. And, but, but it first takes them knowing who they are knowing what their boundaries are and, and being empowered and, 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 and confident in that through their relationship with God. And, and really, the boundaries seems like such an important topic. Being boundaried means you know who you are. It means you have self-worth. And, so, um, and that's what you're talking about, Kobe. And you've, you've created this connection with Ashlyn because you've rediscovered you in so many totally. ways. And, and in doing so... Um, if both of you are, are boundaried, you'll help each other rediscover yourselves and then you'll have a deeper and deeper connection. So I think it's really like, I think rediscover is like I thought the super same generous. Like I think no, it's discover I'm, for yeah. us. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't. So honestly, recovery has been total discovery for me because in fact, I was in a group last night telling the guys, it's like, I was the guy who could talk cars I could talk motorcycles. I could talk a little bit of programming. I could talk a little bit of football. I could talk a little bit of whatever with anybody. Didn't matter what it was. Right. But I was the guy who could be a little bit of everything, but nothing internally. Right. I didn't know who I was. Right. And that's what recovery has offered me. But if you think about it, it makes total logical sense. If you live without boundaries, without principles, to operate your life against you're not going to know who you yeah, are. You how, know how, would, how would you ever know who you yep. really are? But if you want to be the person, like the people that, I, I believe this, the people that you love and respect the most in life are people who live a principled life. Absolutely. And they discover who they are within the safety of those principles that are also reinforced with very specific and fiercely defended boundaries. Yep. And if you want to know who you are, Come on over to the boundary side of life. <laughs> I, I, I do look at being boundaries as a blessing of recovery because it doesn't just help your relationship. It doesn't just help you heal. Yeah. It helps you in all these different areas of life. Everywhere. And yeah. Yep. It really is this huge blessing that I feel like maybe I had, I wouldn't have even ventured into if I hadn't been pushed. Right. Right. And so I'm glad. I'm glad I was pushed. Yeah. Well, we've, 
we've scratched the surface here. We we've talked about mostly the pain of a relationship without broken boundaries and how great it is to have boundaries in a relationship. But what we haven't done is broken down um, how do you actually live those boundaries? Um, it, identify them. How do you identify what your boundaries are? How do you um, start to implement those boundaries in a healthy way? Um, how do you practice that courage that we talked about? And so on our Patreon episode this week, we're going to dive into some more specifics about about living your boundaries, um, the skills of living your boundaries. We're not going to get into everything because this is such a huge topic. Totally huge. Um, we're oh going to scratch the surface, but at least we're going to start scratching and uh, hopefully help help people start to implement some of these healthy boundaries into their li- into their life. So come check check out our uh, Patreon account. So yep. And you- tell us what Patreon is because the fact that you can learn, you can get some more education over there, but ask questions. What else can we yeah, do over there? Yeah. So Patreon, um, it's just more in-depth content over there. So um, there's extra audio like p- podcasts. Um, there's videos. Um, and we're actually going to do a Q&A every month. So if you have questions about boundaries and you want to just ask us sp- specifically about what's going on with your life, um, there's opportunity for that as well. So um, it's it's awesome. It's just a forum where you can get a lot more information and a lot more in depth information about what we talk about. So yep. awesome. Yeah. Okay, guys, thanks for being here. Um, if you've heard anything in this episode that you really like, want to encourage you to share this. And I and I promise you this: like, uh, you don't have to be uh, dealing with addiction and betrayal trauma in order to live a principled life. And just talking about boundaries in general. So there are people who might not be in your same shoes who need to understand the idea of having a boundary life. But, but Kobe, I want to say, I want to say something at the end of every episode, you say, Hey, we want you to share this. I just want to say that the little question or voice in our audience's head that uh-huh. says, you want me to go share the betrayed, the addicted and the expert <laughs> like with a friend? Uh, <laughs> Yikes. No. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Right. Right. That's super scary. But, but, but I, I, can I answer my yeah. question here? Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a way to get vulnerable, yeah. right? It's a way to, to open up about something going on in your life. And what you might find is somebody totally judging you, or you might find somebody that says, hey, me too, like, thank you. Thank you for having the courage enough to actually share this this important info with For me. sure. And so. I will say this too, a really good person to share this with could be like your own ecclesiastical leader who can therefore use this as a tool to disseminate this to other people that they know are struggling with the same Absolutely. with the same issue, so there's a lot of good that can be done. But we just appreciate you guys being here. We love your uh, your comments. We love you being here, and uh, we'll uh, see you again next see week. See ya.